This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Thank you for calling to clear victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good Morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday. Yes, God has got our back all the time. <laughs> Good morning. It's pretty Patrice. Good morning, pretty. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. I have a prayer request, please. Okay. Please pray for my son, Dominique, um, for deliverance. Got it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good morning, Sister Lisa. God bless everyone on the call, and happy Wednesday. Have a great day. Thank you, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Same to you. You have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It's Bernice. Good morning, Bernice. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Felicita. It's Kind Kim. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day as well. Thank you so much, kind Kim. You're welcome, beautiful. Thank you. Good Good morning, morning. Mrs. Diane. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Diane. Happy Wednesday, Valacita. Good morning. Right on mute. All right. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Good morning, Valacita. Happy Wednesday, is Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. You as well. 
Thank you so much. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Toyer. Good morning, Toyer. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Hey, Valacita, it's Christina. Good morning. Good morning, Christina. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Prosperous Pam here. Happy Good morning, Prosperous. Thank you. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning, it's Kenya. Good morning, Kenya. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling to declare victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Thank you for calling to declare victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Hey, good morning. This is Kedra. Good morning, Kedra. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Dean. Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to join us during the month of October, where our new monthly theme is entitled decisions, such as making decisions, choosing, appointing, picking, selecting, as in regards to doing things in and for the will of God to be done. There are three announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time 
when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, please join us this evening and every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time by calling the same phone number to participate in a short prayer entitled Prayer for the Children. It's a new call that will be held every Wednesday evening for those interested in praying for the children and young adults they love. Please bring your child's name and be prepared to participate in collective prayers to change their lives. Third, we'd like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through your PayPal account at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through your cash app at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have a couple of uh, prayer requests. The first one is from Pretty Patrice. She is asking for prayer for her son. His name is Dominique. She's asking for prayer for deliverance. So let's lift up Dominique. And then I'd also like to ask everyone to pray for my mom. Her name is Demetrius. And yesterday she was told that she has a protruding heart valve. So let's just be in prayer for my mom, Demetrius. Thank you so much. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina declaration by Dion, and then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina, declaration by Dion, and then closing comments will be hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sabrina. Thank you. Hallelujah, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we come this morning thanking you for your mercy and your grace. We come this morning thanking you for allowing us to see another day. Father, we come this morning just with a grateful heart for all that you've done, for all that you're doing, for all that you will do. Father, we come, hallelujah, as empty vessels before a full fountain, expecting you to fill our cups until they overflow. Father, we come, hallelujah, with petitions and prayer requests in tow, knowing that you are the only one able to meet our requests. Father, we come as children to a father. Hallelujah, we come, God, as children with nowhere else to go. We come, God, as empty vessels to a resource that is capable and able to fill us, God, and to meet every need. We thank you this morning, God, for your powerful blessings. God, we thank you for how you continue to sustain us day by day. We thank you, God, for how you 
secure us and protect us and keep us safe from hurt, harm, and danger. We thank you for how you watched over us last night. All throughout the night as we slept, Father, we thank you for keeping us safe. God, we know that it wasn't the alarm system. It was you that stayed the hand of death. It was you that stayed the hand of the enemy. It was you that allowed us to sleep and to rest safely in you. So, Father, we thank you for that. Hallelujah. We even thank you for the plans that we've already made for our lives today, God, even though your words that take no thought for tomorrow. Hallelujah. We thank you for your grace that allows us to operate, sometimes even on autopilot. So we start making plans, God, independent of you. God, we thank you for how you'll look beyond us, God, and you'll see our needs. You'll look beyond our faults, and you'll bless even the plans that we set forth in motion for today. We thank you. We thank you for your mercy, hallelujah, that endures through all generations. We thank you for your grace that never runs out. We thank you for how you are patient with us and you give us time to decide and to make decisions. God, we just thank you. Hallelujah. I thank you for your long suffering. Hallelujah. I thank you for your grace, God. Your word says we continue in sin so that grace may abound. God forbid, but God, I thank you. Hallelujah. I thank you that you never give up on us. I thank you, God, that you never run out on us. You never turn your back on us. God, I thank you. There's so much that we can thank you for. God, I pray that as even as we sit on the phone in this meditative state of gratitude, that we look back over our lives and realize how much you've done for us, how much you've given us, how far you've brought us. And God, before we ask you for anything, we take a moment just to thank you for just the things that we can remember. Because if we count from day one of our lives, 365 days, for all of the years that you've given us multiplied over and over and over again, if we had 10,000 times, we couldn't thank you enough. But for the things that we remember, we dare not move forward without giving you glory. We dare not move forward without paying homage to the one only true and living God, the only true saving God, the only one who's able to hear and to deliver. God, we thank you for every prayer request that you've heard and you've answered. We thank you, God, for every door that you've opened. We thank you for every door that you closed. We thank you for every crooked pathway that you made straight. We thank you, God, for every time something went wrong in our lives, you turned it and made it work for our good. God, we thank you for all of the times we stood at the tiptoe of tragedy and was able to look back and say, this is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. We thank you, God, for how you take the foolish things and confound the wise. We thank you, oh my God, for how you take things that seems like turmoil and tragedy and you make it work for our good. God, we thank you for how you stretch us and how you grow us up. We thank you for how you even take us through decision-making processes. God, we thank you for how you lean into us when we lean away from you. We thank Hallelujah. When we think about all the battles that you fought and won on our behalf, we thank you. Hallelujah. For every victory that you won on our behalf, we thank you. We call you mighty God. We thank you for the angels that you dispatch to encamp round about us daily. We thank you. We thank you for every time you speak and we don't obey God, that you don't turn your back on us. You don't kill us. God, we thank you for mercy on today. 
So, Father, as we come with our petitions lifted up to you, hallelujah, we do so with the confidence of knowing that you hear us when we pray, but, God, also with the confidence of knowing that you love us and you have a desire for us to choose. Hallelujah, your word says that we should make our calling and election sure. And so we thank you for even the admonition to choose this day who we'll serve. We thank you, God, as we stand at the door of decisions daily, moment by moment. God, we thank you that your word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our pathway. God, we thank you that we don't have to go at it alone. You've already given us everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. We thank you that you thought of everything. Your word says that there's nothing new under the sun. There is no temptation that's common to man that you have not already overcame. So God, we thank you that victory is already in your plan for us if we make the right decision. So Father, with petitions in hand, with hearts open, we lift up Valacita's mock to you. Hallelujah, and we ask God that you would do what only you can do in us to heal. Hallelujah, from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, the enlarged heart, God, that you made and that you know all about, that you hand-wove together. We thank you for a daughter's plea for her mother. I ask that you will heal and touch the entire family, wherever their sickness may be abound, that your grace would much more abound. And I thank you in advance for the leaves on the tree that are good for the healing of the nation. We call you Balm and Gilead. Hallelujah. And we lift the Dominic to you today, God. As his mother stands in proxy declaring that he is in the need of prayer for deliverance, God, we ask that you would look upon him on today and arrest him wherever he is in his spirit and in his mind. God, we thank you. Your word says that if we train him up, that when they get old, they will not depart from you. So, God, we're calling you at your word, and we're asking you to call him back to you. In the name of Jesus, whatever he's in, God, do it like you did us. Make it so it's no longer enjoyable. Make it so that it's no longer fulfilling. Make it where that he's hungry and he's thirsty for something that can only be quenched and filled by you. Father, we thank you in advance for the testimony that he'll have of deliverance. Hallelujah. We thank you in advance for the testimony that he'll have of salvation that will go out to his peers. God, we thank you in advance for the witness that you're developing, even in the midst of his testimony. So we thank you, God. We lift up this entire world to you, God. As the world sits and waits on the booster shot for the vaccine, God, we realize that you are the cure. Your words as if my people, which are called by my name, hallelujah, would humble themselves and pray. Turn, seek my face. God, we thank you that you are the only booster that we need. God, we thank you that you're teaching us to lean and to depend on you for even our daily breath. You are the great purifier. You purify the air with rain and with fire, and we thank you this morning. We thank you that you are an all-seeing, all-knowing God. We lift up this government to you, Father. We lift up this war-torn world to you. We lift up our communities to you that are right with violence. God, we thank you that you plant us as light 
in the midst of darkness as salt in the midst of blindness. God, we ask that you would move like only you can move. Heal, deliver, and set free. I thank you for the spirit of prayer, hallelujah, that will overtake us so that as we're driving down the street and as we're seeing needs, we're praying. As we're seeing needs, we're calling out. God, you gave us to these places for specific times. And God, I ask that you would activate the intercessor in us for even our very neighborhoods, our very blocks. We pray for the children on today that are getting ready for school. God, we thank you in advance for keeping them safe from hurt, from harm, from danger, from predators, from shooters, from teachers who don't care. God, we thank you in advance for our children. God, we lift up the children today that only meal will be at school, who's leaving a home of abuse, going to a classroom seeking safety. God, we pray for that child. We pray for that circumstance, those parents. God, we lift up those that are homeless, sleeping in cars, rearing children on the street. God, we ask that you would do what you've been doing, and that's to be God. Many of us have never lived like that, so we don't understand what it takes to sustain. But God, I thank you. Your word says that you'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. Lo, you're with us always. God, so even in those circumstances, you are with them. And we thank you for that, God. We thank you for doors that will be open, for windows, God, that of escape. And we ask that you would give them the mind to take it, to make a decision, to accept Help on today. Father, we lift up every agency that's open as a resource to help. Every Salvation Army, every Catholic Charities, all of those people, social services, standing. God, we ask that you would open up the resources for child care. Open up the resources for housing. God, those that are on the line that have a need for employment. Father, we ask that you would move. Hallelujah. We thank you that your time, your ways are not our ways. One day is as a thousand with you. So God, we thank you that even though we've been praying prayers and we feel like we've been waiting, it's not even been a day. So we thank you for patience, God, as we learn to trust you. We thank you for endurance as we learn to sustain. Oh, God, your worth is yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will Fear no evil. So, God, we thank you that your love, your words says perfect love casts out all fear. So, while we wait, we cast out anxiety. While we wait, we come against depression. Hallelujah. We're learning to wait on you, and we thank you for that. So, Father, as we take our phones off of me, we do so with joy thank and enthusiasm you, as we bring to you, God, you God, all Hallelujah. of the sentiments of our heart. Hallelujah. We do so, Hallelujah. God, thank that we are children coming to our Lord. morning, precious Thank you, Thank you, 
thank you to nobody can do it like you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Happy Wednesday. It is. Wait. While we wait, Wednesday. And um, I'm grateful, as always, to be in your company. But more importantly, I thank you for the sound this morning. Thank you for uh, your hearts yielded and lended collectively in prayer there. There was a, a sound, and it could have hit a corner. I don't know how it traveled back, but nonetheless, I bless you this morning, God, for your presence. Thank you for another opportunity, uh, God, to set aside our plates with a heart and a mind uh, to spend time with an all-consuming fire. Hallelujah. Um, it's the day, of course, that we have set aside, guys, for us to fast um, and to really seek the face of God. And I, I want to put something before you, uh, even before uh, I go into the share this morning. I want to remind you that in real life, God gave us dominion here in the earth. Excuse this. I don't want to. Everybody up. I'm sorry. God gave us, not only did he give us dominion, um, but there are some things that he wants to get in our hands. So this morning, as we are talking again uh, about direction, um, I thank God for what he gave me and how he gave it to me. Uh, this week. I thank God for uh, the fact that he gives it to me first. <laughs> Amen. And in the, the process, um, I've, I've had some really, really amazing days recently. And I'm not talking about things that happened. I'm not talking about a come up. I'm not talking about uh, where where everything is just perfect and going my way. I'm talking about some mindfulness moments, some moments that I can really say, God, I thank you, I bless you, I trust you, because today I see your hand. I see how you've always been working for me uh, in, in even, even icky situations. And again, we're talking about decisions, uh, making active decisions. And, and what he did... Um, for my heart this week as he reminded me, and, and for some of you all that have been uh, on the call for a while, a part of this you'll, you'll already know, but I feel like I need to paint a picture this morning. We're going to do some studying, not just um, a passage of scripture reading, so hopefully you have something to write with. Uh, and you are prepared, and you guys, excuse me, as you can tell, I'm excited. Thank you, Valuable Alistita. Thank you, Sabrina, um, for serving this morning. I apologize. Um, but but I have a feeling this is going to be something that you can employ uh, as soon as today. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little anxious as to see what Holy Spirit is going to do this morning through <laughs> through me. Amen. So to get back to it, uh, I remember 
being 23 years old. Um, and that's when a, a whole bunch of the questions that uh, I believe you begin to ask when you recognize that relationship with Jesus is not quote unquote church. Um, my mind had questions about who God was and why God was and how God was. I, I wanted to know more. I wanted to understand differently uh, than the singing and the the hollering in the pool pit. I wanted to know more about this God that uh, people would be in the presence of other believers and you'd hear somebody give out a holler. Now, if you grew up Baptist, one holler sounds like something. You end up in Church of God in Christ or Holiness or Pentecostal or Catholic. I don't know what your history is. It's all very different, but there was something about uh, number one, that name, there was something about the name of Jesus. There was something about the fact that I recognized really early that he could do whatever he wanted to do. And, and I, I wanted to know more. And I remember being uh, 25 when I went to go visit Pastor Carey's church. And that one day, when he did a physical demonstration of what it looked like to live life without the Holy Ghost and what it looked like to live life with the Holy Ghost. And so clearly, um, and, and I say this all the time, I remember getting up after church, running to the front of the church, asking the question, what? do I need to do to get that? And he was like, well, to get what, babe? I was like, the, the Holy Ghost, the, the thing that you showed me and his example was, and I'll, I'll paint the picture for you, and if you close your eyes, and for those of you that heard the story, bear with me, you can ignore it. There were the two balloons, and both of them had the same capability. Both of them had the same exact words written on them, love, joy, peace, hope, patience, temperance, what, what we know now as the potential of the fruit of the spirit. One balloon was white. Can you mute your phone for us, please? One balloon was red. And again, they both had the same exact potential. We're talking about decisions. And as, as he let the balloons go, one was filled with natural air. That was the white one. The red one was filled with helium. And he let them both go at the same time. And the one with natural air fell to the ground. And the one with helium rose to the, to the top, which was indicative or represent, representative of the Holy Spirit. Now, again, I'm, I'm 24 and three quarters, or 24, and <laughs> some, my birthday was uh, in the next, like, 17 or 18 days. I remember so well because it's the day that I know that I understood that I had access to be saved, like I had access to be uh, uh, 
not what I had been. I had been in church, but I had not been in Christ. I had been going through the rituals and the routines of church, but I had not been in Christ, in relationship. I had not um, yet understood with, with all truth that this is not just a ritual or a routine. It's, it's not just a place that we visit on Sundays. Yesterday, y'all, guess what? I had church twice at least. And I think Monday, I may have had church about six or seven times. I can't, I can't um, stress enough to you. Number one, that we that belong to Abba, we that are part of this royal priesthood, this holy nation, uh, we that are predestined and set apart for a purpose, we that have ordered steps, the ones who have been chosen before the set foundation of the earth, the ones who have been called out of darkness into the marvelous light, like those aren't just hymns. The ones who are called to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. We, us, you, me, both Jews and Gentiles. The question is the decision uh, to get to Jerusalem. Dion, what are you talking about? Well, that day in December when I decided that I was going to give my life to Christ, um, it, was, it was the most um, life-altering decision that I had ever had to make. It has been um, in, in sorts climactic for my life and not that things went perfect and not that all went well according to my mind because when you don't know what you don't know, the process is not even identified as you go through it. I promise I'm going to give you multiple scriptures, but I need to paint a picture for you because for a lot of us, we grew up in church, but we didn't grow up in Christ. Some of us right now today, and, and this is not this is no shade, this is not me being funny, this is not me poking, this is not me picking, but we grew up in the, the routines and the religions, the traditions of what the expectation of what relationship with Christ looks like, and that is, for many of us, routines and rituals. It is uh, uh, laws and it is, um, for some of us, God, we grew up as God was a boogeyman and hell, 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 everybody going to hell. And not that hell isn't real because it is. But when I started to learn what it looked like to make decisions that would uh, cause me to live, like for real, um, I could tell that it was through a different lens than the lens that I had been exposed to through my childhood. I could tell when decisions were different and coming from a different place. See, when, when he released those balloons and, and I saw one fall, I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm sick of what that looks like. 
But when I saw the balloon not only go up, but it went up so high, he didn't have a string on it. They had to wait for it to come down. And I remember actively saying, I don't know what I got to do to stay up that way, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And right before I go into scripture um, and start to bring some things into context, I need to paint a bigger picture for you. That day that I, that I asked, what do I need to do uh, to receive that gift? And I heard my daddy say, oh, babe, you already got the gift. All you have to do is activate it. And then I'm going to teach you how to pray. I said, okay, wait, you can't just like hand it to me (laughs) and then I just stay up. Now, I didn't say that out loud, but in my mind, Mute your phone for us, please. I knew that whatever he was teaching, I was willing to learn. Mute your phones for us, please. I knew that I didn't care what it took. I knew that it, it meant that I had to participate in my wellness. I knew that somebody still needs to mute their phone. You, whoever, whoever's moving, you, you need to mute your phone and I'll wait. I, I recognize that what it took, it was going to take. So much so that in the back of my mind, even as I was standing there, and I need you to follow me, um, I knew that in the back of my mind, I thought that I might be pregnant. I'm not, this ain't spooky spiritual statement. This is, I literally believed I was pregnant. And I was thinking, I I was standing at the altar and I was debating because in my mind, I was like, well, I don't want God to kill me because I'm going to go get an abortion. I am not having a baby not what I'm about to do right here. And I stood there before I agreed, before I made a decision that I was going to Judea and Jerusalem and Samaria, (laughs) wheresoever else the Lord would lead me. I knew that I had to think about it. This This is literal. This is not me just making up a story to entertain you. I remember leaving there because I was like, God, whatever it takes, I don't, I can't live like, I can't go forward like this. I'm angry. I'm mad. I'm bitter. I'm frustrated. And I want out. I just want out of here. I'm broken and I'm making bad decisions. And I know I am God. And I, I see the favor of God on my life. I feel the hand of God on my life. And Lord, I, you know, I know if I commit to this, hopefully I'm not pregnant. How about that? Right? And I discover just three days later that I'm pregnant <laughs> with Demaria Jabril Jackson. And I remember telling Pastor Carrie, I want to do this salvation thing. 
but I'm about to go have an abortion because I'm all jacked up. I know I'm all jacked up, and I can't have no kids in the middle of this, God. <laughs> and I remember my dad said, oh, baby, you don't make babies. God makes babies. <laughs> Just like his special way of saying things. He said, we will have this baby, and I'm going to teach you how to pray. And not only is this baby going to live, but you remember I told you this baby is going to live to bless you. This is my son who I spend sometimes hours and hours with in the mental hospital. But I remember that day I made a decision, a decision to keep him. And I was embarrassed and all kinds of other stuff that went with it, but I made a decision. And I remember as Pastor Kerry began to teach me what it looked like to pray the word and the will of God and how to empower Holy Spirit in my life, not just in my mind, uh, but in, in, in every single area of my life where he taught me how to invite him into my sexuality, invite him into my broken places, invite him into my unforgiveness and invite him into the fact that here this baby is coming. Um, and in my mind, certainly there were things going on in my mind, but as he taught me how to live my faith out loud while I carried that boy uh, that I had planned to abort in my womb every single day uh, until my dad told me not to come down to the church because it was dangerous because we'd be there so early in the morning. Every day I got up and down on that floor every day, 25 years old, learning how to pray, so much so that that baby that I was going to abort came out by the time he was 17 or 18 months, he would say, sit down, the Lord has a word for you, the same child that every now and then will be on my rooftop with a <laughs> water gun. Now, this was some time ago, but I, I need to paint this picture for you because I need you to get it. I made a decision at a very critical pinnacle moment, and I'm saying this prophetically because his life has a word to answer to, so I understand the attack. And I'll tell you guys a little more later, but let me give you uh, some scriptures because I need you to get that when you understand the access that you have, living down on the inside of you, when you really get ready to make some serious decisions, what you'll notice is that Holy Spirit um, isn't just a it. He's not just a key. Uh, our language is not just um, something to be little or make people feel small if they don't have it. It's not that, y'all. I, I need you to get I spoke in tongues before I ever understood uh, that it was a thing, so much so that I was embarrassed. Before I acknowledged that I needed the Holy Spirit to live before I understood that it was beyond um, just an idea, before I got 
that Holy Spirit has the power to orchestrate things from the set foundation of the earth and 30 years later show you exactly why this happened and that happened. Now, he doesn't do it all the time, right? He doesn't illuminate God's plan for your life all the time. But what I need you to get is when you recognize what lives inside of you, decisions become different. My decision uh, to keep my child <laughs> had nothing to do with anything other than my agreement with heaven because Dion would not have done it, right? But the timing of the Lord, because of how he does things and because he does things so well, he set that time right before I gave him a yes and he knew that I would hear the man of God that he had assigned to my life in an effort to not just keep the babies, but to be able to carry and follow through and raise and um, pour into and see past what the doctors say, see past even things that I've experienced to know that the call and the mantle on that boy's life is predicated to his decision. It's based on the decision he'll make. Let, let's go to the word of God. First uh, Corinthians 6 and 19 says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Now, I could break that down, but I think that's as clear as a bell. Let's, let's go a little deeper. Acts 1 and 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. Where are you going to be a witness at? I need to make a decision to get to Jerusalem. How am I getting there? Witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth or the ends of the earth. Acts 2 and 38 says, and Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. My decision to come into agreement, to partner, to um, be embodied, to be um, overtaken by the Holy Spirit. And it's been a journey. My yes, that one decision, that one decision, that, that one decision and it changed everything about everything in my life. Not only did it change everything, um, but the eyes of my understanding started to be enlightened. The, the level of my hunger and thirst for truth began to be overwhelming. I would lock myself in my house for days and days and days in between going to work. All I did was read. And there were times where all I would do was fast. And sometimes God would use Holy Spirit and, and speak something to me that was odd or peculiar and tell me to go here and tell me to go there. And I was like, what is this is stupid and I feel retarded. But can I tell you something? The decision to obey him 
the decision to not just be emotional about things, but to for real, in real life, have a relationship with God so much so that you can not only hear the audible voice of the Holy Spirit, but you can even hear when the devil trying to play you real quick. If you you start building relationship with Holy Spirit, get up in the morning and say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you for waking up with me this morning and being willing to partner with me in today so that somebody would see the love of God. Now, did I do that at 25? Absolutely not. But I didn't realize that that decision to go on ahead and go and get to looking for Jerusalem was the decision that would pave the way, not just for my life. Because when it's just about you, it means that there's no impact. I, I kept on seeking the Father. I kept on asking questions. I kept on wondering, okay, um, now what? How what? But get this. Um, let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah 11 and 2. Isaiah 11 and 2. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is different when you start making decisions that are not based on your emotions or your lust or your your ideas or your agendas or objectives the, the the fear of the lord hits different when you give holy spirit permission not only to live in you but you start to meditate on the truth of the word of god for your life you start to employ and deploy your heavenly language so that you understand and for some of you you may not yet but the beautiful thing is i made a decision to receive the gift that would take me to whatever my Jerusalem is, because we all have our own Jerusalem. We have, all have our own Samaria and Judea. We all have the locations that God is dispatching us into. You got to be prepared to make a decision. John 14 and 26, but the advocate, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, guess what he'll do, y'all? He will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. See, what I love about Holy Spirit, what I love about Abba, what I love about the power of the name of Jesus, what I love about the blood, hallelujah, it's always a reminder. There are constant reminders. God will give us moments in time where he ties things up for us. He starts to connect the dots. I had a beautiful experience this week where God took a 30-year dot-to-dot picture, hallelujah, and tied up some ends, not just for me, but for the other person. God began to show me where years and years and years and years ago, he had me on his mind. He had someone else on his mind, and then he used trouble and the power of the Holy Spirit to bring understanding, to bring a word of knowledge, to bring counsel from a place of, of love and purity, because when Holy Spirit lives inside of us, mute your phone for us, when Holy Spirit lives inside of us, listen, you don't have to arrange anything. <laughs> 
every single thing happens in time. Every single thing happens only when it is supposed to, right? Let's go to Romans 8 and 26. Romans 8 and 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Get this. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. That's our language in many cases, right? That's, that's our language. Um, when you recognize that you have access to everything you need, and again, I'm not just talking about all the money you need. I'm not just talking about the husband, the house, and the car. You guys, I, let me say this to paint an even greater picture. I spent seven days with my mother without having one uncomfortable moment. I spent seven days in the same exact location as my mother. If you know, you know. If you don't know, listen. I don't have words for how good it felt the other day to sit at a table with my mother and my siblings for the first time since 2013. Are you guys listening to me? <laughs> and there not be some type of tension or, or, or something off or what does that have to do with making a decision to say yes to the Holy Spirit? Had I not had the Holy Spirit <laughs> or at least spend time in his presence or go through the process of doing the work, I would not have come to this place, nor would she have. Right, where for real, our relationship is not um, not just reconciled, but it's brand new. Holy Spirit taught me how to do that. He taught me how to love her. He taught me how to accept all of her brokenness and, and know that, listen, and, and I'm saying this for somebody who hasn't spoken to your mother in a long time, if, if he could do it at my house, to the degree that my friends on Facebook were saying, hey, you all right over there, player? You good? My friends who have been my friends for 20, 30, and 40 years, they know our history. It's, it's not what it is. I mean, everything is different. And I know I didn't do it. And I know she didn't do it. But because she is a woman of God before she's my mother, <laughs> right? She's still my mama. But she is a child of God first. And she has relationship, not just with church, but with others. Let, let me wrap this up. Okay. Now, listen. We have, and we studied in depth, the fruit of the Spirit. We ought to all know it by heart, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. We are at a place, you all, where for real, the hour is critical. For some of us, our yes is the thing that keeps us from being the active, engaged, fervent, 
intercessor, we are predestined to be. Understanding that God uses his people to accomplish his will, it means that the longer you stay outside of Jerusalem, whatever your Jerusalem is, the longer you deny him the decision of the hard yes, that means that sometimes it's going to have to look like you losing in an effort to build kingdoms. Sometimes you're going to be uncomfortable in an effort to build and establish kingdoms. Sometimes in an effort to get to Jerusalem, you've got to be in peculiar places and spaces. Sometimes it means that people won't particularly care to see you coming when you say yes, when you make that hard decision to allow Holy Spirit to order your steps and to walk with you. It means that Sometimes uh, you're going to get to places where you have to make those decisions that say, I can't make this booty call. Getting high really is not what I'm about to do. I've got a city to build. I've got some people to empower. I've got some responsibility in changing the trajectory of somebody's life. It, it means that you're going to have to make some decisions that to some people look selfish. No, I can't go over there and I can't behave like they behave anymore because Holy Spirit lives inside of me and what I engage in, he engages in. It means that the affair that you might be in, you'll probably have to end that pool. And it gets to the place where you make decisions, not based on where you are, but you understand where you're going. You understand that somebody's life depends on the truth of the word of God that hovers over your life that requests an answer. That means that you have to agree with the Holy Spirit in an effort to get from Jerusalem to Judea or from Judea to Samaria. There are places that Holy Spirit wants to travel with you so that you can be the mouthpiece or the oracle for the voice of God. There are places that Holy Spirit wants to carry you and to accompany you, but he needs your decision. There's not a middle to this. There are no shades of gray, as Jonathan McReynolds would say. There are no light grays and dark shades. They're all black and white. It's either a yes or a no. You can't kind of love God back. He said, you will love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and with all your soul. And it is such a beautiful journey. Now, is it always comfortable? Absolutely not. Is it always fun? Heck no. Is it worth it? Man, I don't even have words for the peace that passes all understanding to just wake up and say good morning, Holy Spirit, and to be able to open up my mouth and get up at three and four o'clock in the morning and he tells me what to pray and how to pray it and I don't have to think about it. All I have to do is make a decision to agree with the trajectory that God has for my life and because I have a language that I don't have to interpret because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me and he's interceding for me and then he hands it to Jesus and Jesus then intercedes on my behalf 
behalf and gives it to the father. Mom can come to the father and step by him. But when you recognize that you don't have to know the plans of heaven, all you have to do is decide to give God a yes and Holy Spirit got you. When you get the real, all kidding to the left, you, you know God said, go do X, Y, and Z, but God, I don't have the resources. Man, but you got the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God, and you know your father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Again, I ain't never heard a blade of grass asking where to grow from. When you understand that that thing is filled with the life of the earth, right? Every seed is infused by the power of God everything what makes you different what keeps you from being definitive what holds you hostage to preferring church experience and the laws that moses established before jesus came what makes you think that this way is not not only the better way but for real all it is is your decision. He'll never snatch your will from you. All you got to do is agree or not. But for the level of peace that, that I'm able to live in, in spite of all that transpired, in spite of all that I've been through, not only do I still have a yes and that still be my decision, but it's like, the further I go, the deeper it gets. My decision to, to live for him and to die for him, man, it's mine. I'm stuck in this bag now. I'm too far out here to turn around. Best decision I ever made in my life was giving him my yes emphatically, right? Giving him my yes to a degree where sometimes I feel like a schmuck, man straight up. Sometimes I feel like a whole entire weirdo. And sometimes, yeah, that's about what it looks like. But guess what? I don't care. <laughs> While somebody else is stressed out and full of anxiety and full of fear and terrified to change or transition, he could tell me right now to move to Alaska. Let me tell you a secret. My decision is cut out, uh, cut out in such a way that I'm going to go pack a small nap bag and I'm out. Well, what's in the last? I don't know. Well, why would you go? I, I listen. I don't know. I know what I heard, though. Today, that decision 20-some-odd years ago helped me to make decisions today. I, I know when, when he says something the first time. I don't, I don't got to go. If he told me. So-and-so and such-and-such, it is what it is, and I trust him, and I believe him, and I can stand on it, right? That was a process, y'all. But that process starts with a decision that only you can make, and that's to say, Holy Spirit, today I acknowledge you. Today I recognize that I've been living beneath my means because I've not given way to you. I've, I've kept myself in a place of control. Look, Holy Spirit, I've blown it in times past, but I'm, I'm in a different place now. Let, let's see if we can not only activate what's already there, because that's all you got to do. What does that look like, Dion? 
It means that you got to be willing to trust what you don't understand. And and that that has much to do even with, um, and I'm sure my sister is on the call. I know uh, you have a word. I I hear you. I feel you. Um, But I, I want you to understand that Receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit um, is is a different piece. And we talk about this periodically. And I know that there are still some of you that have not received the gift of a language just yet. But I, I want to encourage you today to know without a shadow of a doubt that both are necessary, both your English language. As Jakes would say, we have airstrikes and we have ground strikes. The decision to employ your language, the decision to give your emphatic yes to Holy Spirit is completely up to you. No, we ain't we ain't trying to force nobody, but listen, I just want you to be free. I just want you to experience the fullness of joy that he talks about in his word. I want you to understand that there are things that God has for you that Holy Spirit wants to teach and instruct you in, but you gotta be willing to be open and available to what that looks like, even when you don't understand what that is. So with that being said, y'all listen, um, I give glory and honor to God. I pray that something that I said empowered you, encouraged you and inspired you to keep going, but more importantly, to make a decision that for real, as long as you are in a relationship with Jesus, and you partner with the Holy Spirit. Listen, you, it's impossible for you to lose, even if it looks like it. That being said, I hope I said something that encouraged someone, that inspired someone. I hope something was transparent enough for you to know that I don't care where you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you've been through. I assure you, there's a plan for your life. All you got to do is make a decision that you're ready to agree with that. Amen. Amen. This is the time that we have set aside for those that may have joined the call a little bit late. You didn't get a chance to say good morning. Um, And if there are any men on the call, those two first. So new callers, men, somebody that may not have spoken before. Those, I'll say those three categories. So men, if this is fellas on the line and you want to say good morning. Hey, y'all. Morning. Hey, yo. Great morning, sir. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. Danka Shane. Anybody else? Any other fellas? Good morning. Declare victory. God bless you all this morning. Good morning. God morning. Great morning, Sarge. Any other fellas? Amen. Anybody that's never said good morning. Amen. And with that said, the floor is open to everybody who wants to say good morning. Good morning, guys. Well, good morning. It's Sister Stephanie. Thank you so much for your um, declaration this morning. Amen. Good morning, Sister Stephanie. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Hi, Jubilant. Good morning. Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Good morning, guys. Hi, Sister Tracy. Good morning, Sister. 
Good morning, Bob. <laughs> Good morning, Sister Leomia. <laughs> Good morning, it's Else. Hi, Else. Tell that boy I said happy birthday. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Good morning, Good morning, love, boy. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Dion. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, this morning. Thank you for this declaration. Amen. Hi, Mom. Good morning. I miss you. <laughs> Buenos dias. It's Krishanda. God bless you. Buenos dias, senora. <laughs> Good morning, his beloved Barb. God bless everyone. Happy Wednesday. Hey, beloved. Good morning. Good morning. And this is Juanita. Hey, Juanita. Good morning. Good morning, it's Gloria. Love you. Love you too, Gloria. Good morning, great morning, God morning, family. It's magnificent. Love you, Pastor. Love you, magnificent. Good to hear from this morning. Good morning, good morning, pretty. Hi, pretty. I got your text all responding in a second. Who else is hey, that? sis, it's Moxie. Good morning, you guys. Good morning. Hey, Mox. Good morning. Hey, everybody. Good morning. It's Persistent. Hey, Persistent. Good morning. Good morning, it's Natasha. Hey, Tash. Morning. Oh. Good morning to you, Shell. It's the Holy Ghost for me. Man, all day. Every day. Good morning, okay, Dion. Good morning, Pam. Good morning. Hi, Moni. Good morning. In the middle. In the middle. Good morning, Moni. Give Moni a I will. I sure will. Oh, hey, good morning, Dion. I love you. Good morning. I love you, too, dude. Anybody else before we go into love, life, and victory? Good morning, Dion. This is Lavina. Where you be at? I'm in town. <laughs> love you. Good morning, Yvette. Hey, Yvette. Good morning. I know you got my inbox, Gary. I, I called you. I'm at work. I'm going to get in trouble. You did? Okay, bye. <laughs> you called me? Dion, stop getting people in trouble for being at work on a prayer call. <laughs> What's really, I'm not a singer. I'm I'm one of Dee Dee's backup singers, but the song is moving in my spirit. The Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. The old, that's the, yes, that's the one everybody used to, yeah, everybody used to shout out that. <laughs> Burning. Yes, Burning. <laughs> down yeah, in my move. soul. <laughs> oh, it's moving. Sorry. I'm, you know, it's really old. Listen. Yeah, super old. In the yeah. choir under the lovely Kristen McMillan. Yeah, listen. Because she is still wearing that song out right now today. 
<laughs> Amen. Yes, Anybody have? Yes, she will. Right this second. Anybody have any um, comments, questions, commentary? Mm-hmm. Amen. No, nobody have any questions? I know I said a whole bunch. Tanya, you ain't got nothing. You good? I was lying. So I, I was trying to give other people an opportunity to to, to speak first because um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm generally not at a loss of loss of words, uh, and this <laughs> morning I'm not either. <laughs> Generally, sometimes though, so every now and then, some stuff happens. I'll be like, "Oh, I don't, I don't have no words." I'm down here. Um, I want to. I don't have a deep spiritual word. However, I just want to confirm some of what Dion said because it's, you know, I don't know if it's people on here that think she'd be making stuff up. Her stories are just like out of this world. Her experiences, her life is so different from most people that, you know, some people might think that. But I, I just want to confirm that I understand the 30 year, going back 30 years, because um, I, I, I was I was there. We weren't close, but I was there. And so I, I understand what she's talking about. I had a, a indirect, uh, um, indirect experiences with it. But but most importantly, as you spoke, Dion, and I began to reflect on just our lives and how we can make um, what 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 feels like, and for some of us, it is really stupid decisions, decisions that um, you know are life changing, they're life altering decisions that get us in a world of trouble. Um, uh, I know that. Um, uh, uh, John, uh, oh my God, I cannot think of him. He he says get in good trouble. What was his name? The 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 black um, John Lewis. Senator. Yes, Congress. I don't know why. I couldn't, I don't know why. Thank you. Congress. Mm-hmm. He talks about getting in the good trouble. But some of us, a lot of us, me included, have gotten into bad trouble and dumb trouble. It, it doesn't matter though, because when I look at um, a particular situation that Dion and I are both aware of. It took that level of trouble. It took that those those what the per, the perception is there is dumb decisions. Um, um, but it took that in order, <clears throat> excuse me, in order to get God in, in order to get that person's attention. And so now they still have decisions to make. They got to walk it out. Don't, don't think that just because you make a decision, everything is going to be beyond said it. But I want to reiterate: just because you make a decision for for God, I'll live, and for God, I'll die. Listen, you're going to have some trouble, some stuff you didn't even cause. But 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 it's the refining process. I I I I'll tell you, uh, maybe seven and a half, Dion, eight years ago. I think it was 2013, mm-hmm. 2014. Mm-hmm. It was um, 13. 13. So when I think about it, it wasn't even my trouble. It, when I think about some things that happened that caused dissension in my whole external family. Um, decisions that made me want to beat my sister up, my baby sister. Listen, I don't fight, but mm-hmm. the things that had happened make with my saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost feel good teaching self. I wanted to drag her. I did because I was at a point in my life where I was just sick and tired. I'm not letting nobody do 
anything like this ever again. So my point is not to not to be on that. I stopped speaking to my dad. I stopped speaking to my family. It, not because it was for my protection against what I thought I might do. And so that's a it's ugly. It's an ugly place. And I kept praying, God, please don't let them die. This is horrible. Um, but I got instructions to separate myself. And this is not about me. I'm just trying to paint a picture of how ugly that situation was. And I knew it was hand-designed, customized by the enemy, but he went to God to get permission because God knew I could take it. But I made a decision not to beat her up. I had some good counsel, but it took a minute for them to talk me off the wall, Dion. It took a, it took a minute for her, and she wasn't her bully self. She, she, she had to talk to me differently. Because my mm-hmm. mind was just about made up. It was just about made. What's your point, Tanya? That ugly, that ugly situation that happened propelled me into a different, to who I am today. No, with your natural eye, though, you couldn't see it. It was your natural eye. You would think, oh, my God, that family is, they like green leaf. Ready? <laughs> So, so, but my point is this, um, for those of you that might be in the middle of situations dealing with other people, you might be in some, in a conundrum yourself. When the Bible says that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, who are called by his purpose, he, he means every word of it. When the Bible says that God is in control and that nothing is impossible, every time Dion talks about how Jackie and her do something, you have no idea what that does to me. Because I know there would have been a time when she wouldn't have been able to do that. About the Holy Spirit, I've heard Dion's um, analogy about the Holy Spirit. Um, so let me tie this up. So um, while we don't get a pass for doing some of the things that we do, it's those very situations that God can take and get glory out of them. What the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good, right? So Holy Spirit, real quickly, um, her analogy of the Holy Spirit with what pastor who had such an amazing, kind Spirit, I, I wish he was still here to see Dion. How she, wow, such a powerhouse! You could feel his anointing um, to, without even being at church. You could, it was this presence mm-hmm. that he had. So, so her analogy about the Holy Spirit, and we talk about the Holy Spirit often, um, but so for, and, and we do, we do because it's very important for us too. It's not something that's lightweight, you guys. Jesus is soon to return. Um, and we need the Holy Spirit more today, ever than more than we have ever before in our lives. And I know we may have heard this for decades, but it's true when we look around us. And so it's the Holy Spirit that's going to guide us through these tumultuous times, through um, terrain that we don't really know how to navigate, literally with him taking us by the hand and guiding us. But unless we invite him, Unless we give him permission to have full access, mm-hmm. we'll stumble around a little bit more than we need to. And that's a decision that we make, and he'll, God will still love us and all of those things. It's just that you will walk around like the deflated balloon, kind of subject to, think about this, when there's a deflated balloon on the ground, 
the the slightest moment, the slightest um, presence of air mm. will cause the balloon mm. to jump around. Remember at Sabrina's going away, I mean, book signing, we had all those balloons that we were mm-hmm. trying to bust and stuff. Like they, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll scatter. They'll run from you. That's what your life will look like. You, ooh, you, you, I don't, I don't mean any shade at all. I don't mean it. You have that balloon on the ground has no control where you, you could run after it, chase it. It'll run again. It'll pop up. It'll come back down. It'll always though end up on the ground. And so that's a choice. The Holy Spirit is yours today simply by, um, simply by asking him. Um, he's mm-hmm. yours. He resides in you, but simply by releasing him and and allowing him to be activated fully in your life, you can have that power that's needed. And guess what? Sometimes, even with the Holy Spirit, we can override. It's not that he's not effective. So going back to me, I could have overrode the Holy Spirit telling me, no, Tanya, that'll change your character. I could have overrode what he said, but I made a decision to yield. And I'll stop there, Dion. Amen. Good morning, Dion. This is Sister Stephanie. How you doing? Good morning, Stephanie. I'm good, baby. Have a good morning. Hey, man. Morning. I I listen to all the um the uh well not all but every just about every day I'm on the call. Sometimes I speak, sometimes I don't. And today, when you get down to the very end, talking about Romans eight and twenty six, and you said so, you shared the experience about your mom. And being in is being in uh, her presence without being any disputes. My mom was a a special kind of mom, and you know, as you grow older, you learn to appreciate the differences and the challenges that you go through in raising your children, and um, have more understanding of the challenges they might have gone through in raising, you know, you and your siblings. And um, my mom is a special kind of mom. And um, I, I was the last one. I was number seven, and I was the one she really didn't. Tr- she truly did not want. And um, there was a lot of difficulties. And had there been abortion, and had there been somebody around, she been put in jail for trying to kill this soul so so many times. But in any case, what God has, what God has, um, um, put um to be a blessing, you can't kill that. And so God has formed me, and he knows my spirit, and he knows of me. And so now I stand in forgiveness, and I try to be there for my mom, you know, and she has to repent and do what she needs to do for her own self, and that's not my business. But when you start to talk about the language of God, sometimes it's just good to be still and to meditate on what he has for you and to just listen. And when you say about, when you, I, I, just, I just stand in agreement. When you talk about the the things what I need to do and what God has me to do and I sit around and I don't understand, but God knows the ending before the beginning. And I just want to say this last thing where he talks about being in the middle. There is no middle. God is a definite God. God is the God of decision and he determines things. He's not confused. So um, I may be confused, but my God is not confused. But I was convicted of the things that I need to do and some reconciliation I need to make today because I don't know everything and I have to trust and believe that he has put people over my life to give me direction. And I thank you so much for that. Amen. Amen. Great share. Thank you for that, Sister Stephanie. My God, today. (laughs) Who was that? Somebody else wanted to... 
understand this when you know who it is. But I just want to thank you for today. And I just thank and praise God for you and for Tanya. And I'm sorry for getting your name wrong. You know, I always do. Um, It took me back to a few weeks ago when my daughter and I. Mm-hmm. I I just I just want to thank God for you and for your sharing because the more I hear someone else talk about themselves and their parents, the closer I feel to my daughter. And I don't mean this in no kind of negative way to anybody, but I do believe God gave me the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Very I think good. my son got got a little bit in his feelings whenever I said that the other week. So this is for you, Jeffrey. God gave me two bases. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going back on mute. And thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Man. No thanks needed. I heard uh, I heard magnificent, and I heard Moni. I think. So I just want to say thank you so much, Pastor, for your um, message. Of course, your declaration. And Tanya, thank you for your transparency and your witness. Um, So I'm going through the same things. Um, Thank you for my name because it really, every time we say it, every time I say it, it just speaks life. Like when I was going through my transition years and years ago, um, Psalms 1, whatever, fearfully and wonderfully made. That was my thing. And then this is sort of like an elevation of that, and I'm grateful for it. So, um, Tanya, you talked about how you wanted to beat up your sister. Well, I think maybe two times in my life I did beat up my sister, and she's on this line. So um, I want to be grateful for her. I love her, um, for her support. But I'm going through, thank you for sharing, I'm going through a transition with my parents. And, Tanya, what really struck me is when you said you'd be praying God, please don't let nothing happen to him. Mm. So I feel the same about my dad and my mom. I'm going through, and I've shared this with the ladies on the Archer Circle, and um, I think in the women's call, I'm going through a painful season of self-discovery, but it's a beautiful thing. Um, And so, you know, they were young when they had me. I was the first child, and all of the tumultuous, all of their unhealed trauma, you know, I learned to live with it. I learned to live in dysfunction and all of that stuff and brought me to the place where I am today. But I'm so grateful because I've had such a beautiful life and God has always been with me. My email is called is Abba Girl because when I knew um, at a certain time in my life when I, at a young adult, when I was getting to my independence, um, Abba Girl was daddy's girl and Abba meaning father. So he told me this and you know, these are the time we spent in, in in our Bible and in relationship together. And so I didn't feel so alone, but I felt, the, you know, coming up and different things, I felt alone. But lately, um, and Dion is known, I've checked in with her over the years about my relationship. But the thing, the most, most painful thing to me is me and my mom are going through a painful transition. Um, they both are 75, maybe 76. 
my dad has always been a difficult thing, but you know, honor your parents on while you're on this earth so your days may be long. And so I always have honored my parents and tried to at my very best. And um their unhealed traumas that they're continuing to live out are unsafe for me or provide a, a level of emotional um turmoil or unwell, you know, unwellness for me. So I have to create some distance from them even though I continue to love them, I have to take care of myself and all that I've had to go through as the oldest and the first child. And I love them. I don't blame them for what they went through. But I have to do what I have to do for me. And of course, I'm doing the forgiveness work and I'm in with therapy and my support groups and all of that, but it's still a season of disconnection. And the thing, like I said, the very painful thing for me is when I was a little girl, my, me and my mom were talking about being the firstborn in the Bible. She's the eldest and she's the firstborn and so am I. And then I remember um, she's been my partner, like my prayer partner, my spiritual blah, blah, blah. My traveling buddy, we've traveled to Jamaica and spent time together. That was my role. I mean, we did so much together. Um, and my, um, you know, after her husband died, so um, I don't, he died in 2001. So or 2002. So, you know, after that, we we traveled. I took her to Jamaica for the first time and we go back regularly. That is our thing together. Um, but I remember when I was younger, we were talking about, um, she was reading to me that father was going to go against son and mother was going to go against daughter. And, you know, that time when, when enemies, your enemies would be in your own household. And my heart broke even then as a little girl, because I couldn't even imagine being disconnected from my mother. But now that's at a place, that's a place that I am at. Even though I've seen her recently and we don't have, um, we're not having like any, um, um, like I can't stand to be in a room with her kind of energy. It's just a disconnect. And and, and it might be a rebuilding or a redefining of our relationship. And it's still um, very painful. And, of course, it's not as close as, you know, normally calling and talking and doing all of that kind of stuff. But uh, it has to be done. You don't have to pull that thing up by the bitter root so it produces no more fruit. So, And to be pruned so God will get the glory out of a new revelation and doing a new thing in my life. And so I'm just asking for your prayers. Remember, that's why I started the uh, Daughters of Grace, or I'm supposed to have started the Daughters of Grace, and I was asking Sabrina about the mother womb book. So looking at all of those things and how they're manifesting in my life. um, And I thank you for Declare Victory and Dion for your um, share this morning. I love you, Declare Victory. Thank you. And we love you, Magnificent Kenya. Go ahead. Okay, so thank you, Magnificent, for your transparency. Um, really quickly, to you and to other people and to anybody that is in this situation, um, separation um, is not always a negative thing. I I remember hearing people say, oh, how could you not talk to your parents? How could you not talk to your siblings? Now I know. But but what I want to say is is that for for those of you that are struggling with, I know I need to stop going around them. I know I need to not, right now it's toxic. Not that your mom or your dad or your sibling is a bad person, but in where you are in your life, in order for you to heal, See, when you keep going back into toxic 
areas, and Sabrina could probably tell me what a uh, 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 psychological, <laughs> what, this, what this is psychologically or emotionally, but I can only give it the way that I know how. But so when, when, when we are in the process of growing and healing, it's necessary for us to remove ourselves from toxic or hurtful um, relationships or environments because you re-injure yourself. And as long as you re-injure yourself, you cannot heal. So while it might be hard for you, whoever I'm talking to, and I'm not telling you you can't never speak to your pet. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about for the people who have already made a decision, this is what I got to do, but you feel guilty behind it. Um, in order for you to heal, this is not a permanent situation, but in order for you to heal, so you can be a, at a place where you can talk about it like I can today. Because, listen, I soaked my pillow at night crying. I'm, I'm a daddy's girl. It was hurtful. Family is everything to me. So um, if you're at that place, I want to release you from feeling guilty. Now, if you, this is different from somebody who's causing problems and you are the toxic person. That's, that's different. You, you are you raggedy and rag. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about this person, you who might be on the line like Dondria. You're trying to move forward. You love these individuals, but in order, you are trying to heal. Once you heal, then the relationship will change. You'll get a picture of it like Dion and her mom. If you did not know the struggles that they had, you, you would never be able to tell from the images that you see on Facebook. And like me, I live in my parents' home to help take care of them. So healing is possible. But in order for you to heal, be okay with removing yourself temporarily. And you don't have to do a lot of explaining. I didn't. I just, I just, I just, I ghosted everybody. Okay, that, I hope that makes sense and that helps somebody. Thank you, Dondria. Magnificent. Yes, yes thank you, Magnificent. Um, Dee Dee, you had something. I'm sorry, I just saw your text. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just, uh, Dondria just has me in tears, just uh, lifting your sister. I love you. But, Dion, thank you for your share this morning when you were talking about Demarie and how you were going to abort him. That's funny um, to me because that's Alyssa's story. You know, Alyssa is the baby who came and changed my life. Um, that's when I almost died after having him. So listening to you and you said what your father told you about God makes babies, it takes me to that agreement with heaven. If it makes any sense, I hope I'm making sense to where no matter what we're going through, what we're facing, we still have an agreement with heaven that we don't know anything about. And so listening to you share and then how Demarie came and everything that you've gone through or you go through with him, um, it just it just brings me to tears to know that I almost aborted a list. I didn't tell she knows because I've shared with her. That's why sometimes you guys might hear me call her blessed to be here, Jackson, because I literally had made the appointment. And then with her birth and everything that went through that, I didn't even realize, even listening to you, when you're talking about the deflated balloon, it all ties into I didn't realize my balloon has been deflated for years because of some things I haven't dealt with. And just your share this morning, I feel so healed and so, um, well, healing, I should say. And like Tanya said, you're, you knowing some of your story with your mom, and I saw the pictures with your brother and your sister, and it just brought me to tears because 
we never know what what families have gone through, and it's so much tied to just our past stuff. I, when I say my balloon has been deflated, my balloon has been deflated since my dad died because some things happened around his death that I've been angry about. And so when you were able to share, and you said you were with your mama for seven days, and I'm laughing because sometimes I can't, and as much as I be with my mama, I can't be with my mama for seven hours without there being something because there's so much un undealt with stuff I should say that but I know I'm just all over the place because I had so much in me listening to everybody share Dondria you jacked me so up but I know now exactly by listening to you share and to Dion share and then knowing that Tanya really was getting ready to drag her sister it's so much to this thing Holy Spirit we need and Tanya when you told me to use my language sis I promise you I have really been in that place last thing I'm going to say and this is all part of when I said my, my dad, my niece, Shay, Gloria my, is my sister. Her daughter, her only baby, has been here. And we have had the best couple of days together. And it's God's way of healing some things that I had been deflated. And I hope this makes sense. So, Dion, your presence in my life, and Tanya, you guys have helped me so much to not be um, angry or bitter or not knowing how to to, to line up with the agreement in heaven that God has for me. I hope this makes sense. I know it's all over the place, but just know, sis, you really, really, really like some places in my life that I didn't even know I needed to to check in. You helped me, so I love you, and thank you so much. And, Dondria, we're going to – um, I need to talk to you later, sis. Amen. That's what it's about. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well working from home. I know I sound like I'm still in the bed because I'm working from my bed. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> oh, bless his name. Listen, I want to go back. Thank you for your share. And, um, yeah, something about being transparent and just able to tell the truth. You don't even have to think about it, right? You don't even got to figure it out. And the way that you just string it together some stuff be like, okay, she's trying to impress somebody. And but we already know we've been here eight years. So right. <laughs> I thank God for just the ability to um be able to be present. And I want to caution people because we recognize that the days are winding up. It's been already said. We recognize he is soon to come. That's been said. It is our responsibility, and you already said this, to do the work. So while we're taking time and praying for time not running out, that will not be everybody's story. So take heed, do the work while you can, work while it's day, night is coming. And we don't want to be found in a position where we miss it or we blow it or they leave and we live, now start to live with regret. And I'm going to tell you this, if we do the work on this end now, I heard um, – um, sis say that her mom messed up to her to do her work. That's absolutely true. But when we do the work and allow Holy Spirit to do it in us, even if we don't get to the reconciliation, he gives us that level of peace because of our willingness and our obedience to walk in love and not walk after this flesh and do the work to get healed and get whole. Because I'm going to tell you, 
Tian got a great story. You got a great story, but everybody don't get the the happy ending. And I'm not saying happy like fairy tale. I'm saying everybody doesn't always get that reconciliation. We believe God for it. We move towards it. But if you had not done that work, you wouldn't have been in position. So everything's about timing as well. And we absolutely have to be led by Holy Spirit. And truth be told, there are just some things, and you talked about this, that have to die in us. And we just got to decide to not be offended. We got to decide to not let that stuff trump our love that we have for people, the love that God has for us, his desire to reconcile, because we are ministers of reconciliation. Um, so I just want to want to throw that out there. We don't know what kind of time we have, but by the grace of God, he gives us that space to repent. And if we're doing the work, I'm going to say this. When, when I thank God my mother and I had a great relationship. When I was on my way, because um, I found out she was sick and my family didn't really tell me how sick she was while I was in Georgia because I had got out of the military and I stayed there. Um, one night my sister called me on the phone. Um, and said, you know, mom's not doing well. And so I was, my, my brother and sister-in-law um, were literally there with me in Georgia, helping me to pack, and some of you heard the story, but helping me to pack, to come back, being the nurse, to come take care of my mother. That was my plan, right? And as I was packing, literally, we got that phone call, and my mom said, I can't feel my legs. And I didn't know what that meant to an extent. I just knew things were starting to shut down. And I'm like, mom, call on Jesus. What else can you say? I'm 3,000 miles away. And my mom, she did. I was able to tell her I loved her. My brother talked to her and said he loved her. But we wasn't thinking that was going to be the last time that we talked to my mother. But the grace of God, right, to my extent, thinking I'm coming back to help to take care of her, God said not so, but he still let us talk to her. She went to the hospital, and she never came home. That night, she passed away. The ambulance came and picked her up, and, and my sister said she sat straight up, had this look on her face, and, and she passed away. And, and when I say I wasn't thinking that was going to be like that, I was grateful. So I made a decision to be grateful about having the phone call to be able to tell her that I loved her, and then not even knowing that was my way of saying goodbye here on this earth. But we just never know. Again house in shambles packing up to move back to California. So if we had to leave everything, get on the road, drive back, and be here for the rest of the family, and they had to send all our stuff here. Thank God for relationships and making connections and being able to, I won't say depend on people, but have people around you that can come and help when there's a need because we haven't burnt big bridges, because we, we are doing our best to, to have relationships with people. And that's what really matters. As time is winding up, Dee, here today, gone today. I just wanted to share that. Super good stuff. <clears throat> Super good hey, stuff. Hey, one more thought real quick. When, when people are gone, the stuff that we were mad at doesn't even really matter at that point. It, it, it becomes not so serious. So we got to know a lot of that stuff is a trick of the enemy. I'm not saying we haven't been hurt. I'm not saying we haven't been wounded. But it is up to us with the power of the Holy Spirit to get that healing. Amen. True. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, Sister Yes. Good, good morning. I heard two people. Let's get an order real quick. Sister Sylvia. And there was one more. Thank you. 
Honey Pot. Okay, so, and who else? Kim. Okay. Go in that order for us. Sylvia, Kai, Kim, and Miguel. Okay. Good morning, uh, Pastor Dion. Thank you so much for your declaration. I haven't been on the call in a while. A lot been going on, but it's all good stuff. Um, two things I want to check in real quickly about. Um, let me start with the first one because I don't want to get distracted with the family thing because that's a different, whole different category, but I'm in that as well. Um, I'm in a process of writing a paper um, deep in this theology school and <laughs> uh, early Christian doctrine, and we had to pick something that stood out to us that we wanted to write about, and I decided to pick the day of Pentecost. Um, and so when I got on the call and you started talking about the Holy Spirit and the Holy languages, it just all just came in full flourishing that, yep, that's exactly what I want to talk about in my paper. So I thank you so much for that. I, uh, you know, some of the scriptures we are already covering and it just does, I don't believe in coincidence. So today of all days I get on the call and you're talking about exactly what uh, the Holy Spirit has given me to write about. Um, so thank you for that, number one. And two, you know, the peace, I was listening to Tanya and other people when it comes to the family. And um, I'm, what I've learned is that I can separate, be separated from family and still pray for them. You know, pray for healing for the family, pray for us to come back together, but, you know, have peace at the same time peace in, in my spirit and peace in, in my life at the same time, not having any hard feelings, you know, asking God to, you know, heal us and, and bring us back together and praying for each one individually. And I, I have a peace that surpasses all understanding just because I'm able to do that by the grace of God. So thank you so much. Absolutely. And keep praying and keep believing and keep trusting and keep expecting God to do a new thing because if he could do it for me with the level of damage <laughs> that we had I assure you he can do it for you too amen Kind Kim go ahead good morning pastor beautiful radical midwife um thank you for your declaration today I truly appreciate it um your transparency is everything I mean because it's able to remind us of, well, for me, let me speak for myself. It's able to remind me of my flesh. And you always are able to allow me to vision my elevation. So I thank God for you and also want to thank you for that. Um, the analogy that you gave us today about the balloon, I think that was friggin' great. Um, I'm a visual person, so I was sitting here thinking about the balloon. And how you said the natural air fail, which, of course, that's our natural spirit, our flesh, right? And I think, of course, that's what the association was. And I thought about, as I was just being patient and kind of pondering on it, not being the first one to jump in and say something, I said, you know what? Even that natural balloon provides a lot of fun sometimes because you did let us know, hey, it falls, but it doesn't stay there. Like Tanya said, the wind might come and blow. Tanya. Ooh, Tanya. You might come and blow, you know, or you might walk by it and it moves. But there's been many a times where it's been picked up and bounced around and, you know, used for volleyball and hung on the wall. And so it does have its opportunities to go up. 
and be, you know, something bigger than just being grounded. But at the end of the day, it always falls back down or sometimes even taken out because at the end of the day, them ones get popped. It's over. The party's over. You ain't going to see them no more. Um, when it comes to that balloon that has that spirit, that spirit field, it's up there and it can't even be touched. Like no one's grasping the, the, the helium balloon. No one's slapping it around. Sometimes we take the helium out of it and we get that language. <laughs> we get that language from that helium. And it just kind of, it, it just the whole uh, analogy that you put in place reminded me that that spirit filled balloon is also going to provide that language. It's going to provide that safety. It's going to provide that elevation. It's going to be everything that we need to go higher. So, um, Again, thank you again today just for sharing. Thank you every day for sharing. I love you, beautiful, radical midwife. And I thank God for you. I thank God for your declaration today. Um, God bless all of uh, the team Salty. Love all y'all. Have a blessed day. <laughs> thank you, Kong. Now, that was amazing. <laughs> that, that, that was amazing, kind Kim. You get a language. <laughs> that part. <laughs> if you're brave Mary. enough, listen, listen. If you're brave enough or daring enough to attach your mouth to the balloon, some people are scared to do that. It's scared. Come on. Come on. Some some people are scared because they don't know what they're going to sound like. They don't know what it's going to. They don't know what it's going to feel like. So they make a decision. Yeah, I'm not doing that. While everybody else is having fun. You know, having their own little, having their own little thing. Um, I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit so thickly on this call. Um, it is like, um, it's like a healing bomb that has been released. And some of y'all are crying. Some of y'all are might be feeling per- perplexed. Um, but before we end, Dion, I, I think it's appropriate for us to pray. Uh-huh. Um, for those individuals that are, um, that are, uh, it's just for everybody, but there is definitely, because for some of us, some of y'all, some wounds got opened up. Um, and it's, it's, those wounds may have been infectious. I don't, is that a word, Lisa? They might, it, the, the wound might have been mm-hmm. infectious. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. I'm a writer. <laughs> Doing extra. There was yeah, some, there was one last person that had something to say about okay. this before we go forward. Who I forgot who it was. I'm acting fifty right now. Don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, um, thank you for taking me last because it takes me some time to get it together when um when the Holy Spirit moves. I don't post stuff just to be posting it because I just don't post it if I don't mean it and. The Holy Spirit, it is the Holy Spirit for me. And I don't know, I could just say, I was raised in R.D. Garrison, the senior one, and along came Junior. So, you know, it was Pentecostal. So I know that there was so much more, and there's so much more that goes on in a day. We don't just go to the building. But, of course, I was young. I, I you know, went out and did me at 16 and uh, had a baby at 19. but uh, the Holy Spirit reminded me, Dion, of seeing you some years ago. I'm just looking at you, and I was just like, dang, it's something about her. And then again, when I saw you at Bishop and Ladies Church, and then I was like, dang, it is something about her. And it never 
you know, went any further than that. And then I get on the white people line, not the white people, um, oh. our kind of people, um, <laughs> got on the line. And it just, it has been such, thank you, Tanya, for restoration, because that brings all the last 20 plus years that I have been, and don't get it wrong, I'm I'm not spiritually bound in spiritual bondage where I felt embarrassed because I knew that there was something deep inside of me that was so much greater than the location and the area that I was in. Learned a lot, but I knew that there was something more. And when I began to say that I need to stay in Jerusalem for me, because it affects everything around me. And the Lord said, lose yourself in me. It's just like that, lose yourself in me. That in part is huge. If your yes means yes. So I thank God for your declaration today. I thank God for you. I thank God for Lady. I thank God for Tanya. Thank God for Gloria. Didi is so many people that I can say thank you for everyone did their um, shovel of dirt because you know it's not piling on you because the more they throw dirt on you it gives you leverage to stand up higher and higher to get out of a hole so I thank God that I am free indeed in him because the Holy Spirit is my first and only way is Jesus Christ but I'm telling you it's the Holy Ghost that's something totally different so I thank God for today because I'm, I'm, it's no sad story, y'all. I'm just saying how great and mighty the Holy Ghost is. So I thank God for you again. Sorry for the tears, but I, I, every time I go to church every Sunday, and I thank God because I'm free. I can dance. I can shout. And I have no embarrassment. I am free, and I enjoy it. For so many years, I wanted to just be free every day, and I'm there. So I thank God for that. So forgive me, but I just thank God. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited just to meet the Holy Spirit every morning that I open up my eyes. So just pray for me because I'm excited. <laughs> no apologies necessary. We don't apologize for tears around this time. We thank God for them. They're pathetic. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. Hey, good morning, Prosper. Good morning. It's Prosper's Pam. Hey, I just wanted to say... Um, okay, I bl bless God bless you, Rochelle, by the way. Um, just bless you. I hear your heart. Um, just know I love you and appreciate you. Um, praise God for what he's doing in your life. Um, sorry, a bus is going by. I'm walking my dog. Um, so when Magnificent spoke, I just have to tell you that that just, that was so, I can't think of the word that when you shared what you shared. Um, it just, I just remember years ago, you had reached out to me and said that we have similar things in common, and now I see what you're saying. It was just a blessing, just you getting that out of there. And God gave me, I just kept hearing process as part of the process. I don't believe that, um, just like my mom, we were just road dogs right after my dad passed away. We just did everything together, and then things just, things change. Life changes. We evolve. You know, she's older now and not, you know that well and we've had our times where we didn't talk either and i've been through all that but i just want to let you know that he told me i kept hearing process it's just 
part of the process. Um, I'm just praying and believing for what you're doing in your healing. Dondria, magnificent. Love you. Okay, go on mute now. Amen. Amen. God be praised. I hear somebody else trying to speak. Go ahead. Thank you. Hey, um, you. Go ahead, this, uh, <clears throat> I was listening to everybody. Didn't want to say nothing. Um, this um, conversation here is very, it hurts. <laughs> it's hard to talk because it hurts. I have so much emotion going on right now, and I know I have to speak it out. I know I'm learning how to give it to God. In the same sense, I feel sick as a dog right now. I know. It's okay. <laughs> I don't have a spell. <laughs> I know we have family systems like that. I have a family, but I have been so. Hello, when it comes to a family, to hear. <laughs> That's a good place right there. That's where God can do a good work in that brokenness. <laughs> to hear people are with their family. I don't feel like I have a family. <laughs> I I have a family, but I don't feel like I have a family. My family has never been here for me. It's all a family, but there is no closeness. It's like it's dead. <laughs> and I literally cry <laughs> and wonder why. Did you give me this family? Why don't I? Why can't Lisa be my mom? Why can't Dion be my mom? Why can't this person be my mom? Why do I have to be with these people? Listen, I get it. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. Okay, so, so, so wait, 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 wait. I'm going to give you a second. If your your emotion is necessary, I ain't telling you to shut up. I ain't telling you to don't cry, none of that. <laughs> you good. I understand the space. This is the part I want you to get, and I want you to hear my heart because I love you, okay? You listening? Yeah. There, There is, I'm so glad that when my mother wasn't at her best, she didn't parent me. The damage would have been so much different. And a lot of times, 
My phone yeah. hung up. Sorry. Oh, it's, it's okay. Um, what what I was saying, Cynthia, is that your your tears, that pain, all of that stuff is necessary <laughs> because we cannot move past what we refuse to acknowledge. So acknowledging it from this level of transparency is the first thing that happens when he prepares to heal you from it. So your pain, your tears, your frustration, all of that stuff, don't apologize. You don't got to be sorry. You don't got to... You don't got to feel bad about your tears. If you think for one second that I didn't have that same moment of pain and tears, I used to be like, God, you couldn't possibly be real because you wouldn't give me people this awful honey. <laughs> you get it? Like, like for real, I used to be like, this is crazy. These people is mean and wicked and evil, honey. I don't know what's going on here. But this is the part. When you start opening your heart up to be healed and you give yourself permission to sit in that kind of pain and be like, man, I remember when my mother and I were at the worst. Mm -hmm. And and I'm going to tell you this and I'm going to give it right back to you. I called Tanya, Didi, and Sabrina and was like, listen, I need y'all. It was an emergency. It was, and this was just a few years ago. This might have been 17. It's just 2021. And I remember they came in the house, and I was almost like ready to fall in their arms. And there was a, a time even Tanya came to my house, all us in the thick of it, and she walked in the door. She couldn't even talk because she loved her family super hard, and she knew she had to be separated from them for a season. We both went through that moment, that season of there was a couple years, me and my mom would talk periodically. I'm just calling to make sure you're okay. It was bad, Mm -hmm. and it hurt. It was painful. And and I had them same questions you got, Cynthia, and I'm saying all of this to tell you, you're not alone, right? People don't talk about the icky stuff. We just post the pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. See, people, people don't understand me and my mother. I mean, listen, it would be times my mother would be visiting. She would say something that was re-injurious, and I would ask the question, do you want to maintain your visit? Because in a minute, you want to leave. Like, for real, it was that kind of tension. Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, this is, not a, this is not no pretty picture. My mama called the whole police on me. <laughs> And she had attacked me physically, <laughs> right? I need you to understand how far and wide I spent seven days with my mama. <laughs> I need you to get how serious and severe it was. My mama bought a refrigerator and locked it in her room for me and my children when I moved back here from Atlanta. And my mama lived in my house that I paid a mortgage on for years. You understand? And it wasn't my mama. It was that, it was a spirit. It was a presence. But by the grace of God, guess what? Let me tell y'all a a thing. Mm -hmm. When I was 23 years old, I decided that I was going to love my mama no matter what happened. 
And I'm talking about years and years. Of, my mama would drop me off and say she was coming back and never come back, child. I'd be standing on the ledge of the fence, looking over the fence, waiting for her to show up. Like some people wait for their daddy. And this ain't me talking about my mom. I'm telling you, she was jacked up. She had her own story. I couldn't be mad at her. When you start to, there's a level of empathy that happens. I remember the day my mother came to my door and stood in the doorway. And I remember I opened the door and I said, what do you want? Period. What? She was leaning against the side of the doorpost. And all I could see was a little broken girl. I didn't see my mother who didn't know how to handle me. I didn't see my mother who would, would drop me off and not ever come back for months and months. And the next thing you know, I'm on an airplane on my way to go live with an aunt or a family member or a friend of the family. It ain't nothing you could tell me about your tears. I would be places where people tolerated me. They didn't want me there. And on our trip, my mother got up in the morning. I was in the bathroom. Our, our rooms were joined by a bathroom. And my mother came in the bathroom while we were in Atlanta, and she said this to me, Dion, if I had known what you were, who you would become, and what your life meant to the nation, I would have handled you differently. She didn't even say good morning. She said, I was laying in my bed and I was thinking about Mary and Jesus. And it entered my mind that if I had had any clue of what your life would look like today, I would have handled you differently. So, Cynthia, let me stand proxy as a surrogate for your mother. Can I tell you something, babe? Yeah. She can't give you what she doesn't possess. And I promise you, it's not meant to kill you. Be thankful. It could have been different. And I want to apologize that she didn't know how amazing you would be. She didn't know the contribution you would make to the world. And I want to ask for forgiveness for her and tell you, sweetheart, nothing dictates your end but your decision to agree with heaven. And I promise you, it don't feel like it in your emotions. But with your spirit, understand that God's plan is greater than your pain, and he's big enough to handle it. He can answer all your questions, and he can make up time in the air. <laughs> Hallelujah. While you are in flight to Jerusalem, just decide to agree with heaven, and the pain won't be so intense. I'm telling you, some of the things that happen, when you forgive somebody, it means it never happens. People hurt people and hurt people hurt people our decision to hold them hostage to the pain that they're already living in is completely up to us i refuse to hold my mama hostage for stuff she couldn't control she has a story things happened to her that were awful and mean and nasty and they made up her pain that she bore me in her pain that she raised me in she didn't mean no harm. And she's an amazing, amazing, amazing lady. I love her. She's beautiful. She's well-spoken. And all of that she already was, but she had to learn how to be. We've got to quit holding people hostage to their history. 
and we got to love them well so that they recognize. I get it. Today, man, I just get it. I don't got time to be sad about what God already planned. Psalms 139, 13 through 16 is real. And you may not get it, but it's all in the plans. If you stay at the place where you don't have family, see what happens is you become like that balloon that runs off because you're operating from a natural place. You're operating from your place of pain. And that balloon that skips all over the ground when you're trying to pick it up. But when you allow the Holy Spirit to infuse you and put his super, hallelujah, on your natural emotions, you start to get the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge and the word of counsel that tells you, sweetie, Romans 8 and 28 is after it all. Things are working together for your good. I know you don't get it. See, my life created for me the platform and the uh, trajectory post where I can be dropped off anywhere, all white, all black, all Asian, all Indian, and I'm going to thrive. If my mother had raised me holy, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Uh-huh. It's not a place to feel sorry. It's a place to ask the right questions. Okay, Lord, what's the core of that? You said you can heal me from anything. You said you are the great healer. Heal me and show me where I need to release those that didn't have the capacity to give me what I needed. I'm grateful because the word says the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. What's in you to live, to overcome all of that pain. Is the Holy Spirit and how you think about it. You got to decide that you're not the victim. You're alive. You're still here. You got action. It's not always a sad thing. It doesn't feel good. Don't get it twisted. It does not feel good. But it is not the end of the end. I promise. Chin up. Shoulders back. Forward march. And forgive from the core of you, and watch God start to send you the family necessary. I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I've lived. I'm not telling you what I think. Hey, D. Yes, ma'am. This is Dee Dee. Cynthia, I got you, sis. Now it makes sense. I couldn't figure it out what it was with you, but I apologize for any hurt and know that you have a sister that loves you and whatever you need. So that picture that you have of me, you could put my sister under it and know that I mean that from my heart. You don't have to be sad. God is strategic in how he placed you in declare victory. So you have a sister. Ditto. Ditto. Okay. This, is, this is persistent. I want to let you know. I didn't understand the picture, but I gave it to you too. And uh, we shared some similarities. I love you, sis. You have a sister here. I just want to say that to you. Family. Thank you. <laughs> God's creating my family, too. So to God be the glory. And I love you, best friend. This is Kim. And in the word, it tells us that God will send you a friend that will sit closer than a brother. (laughs) Here for you. I am your sister, and I love you, sis. And Cynthia. I hear you guys. I hear you, you, Pastor Dio, but right now it hurts. Yeah. 
And he also said he'll be the mother to the motherless and the father to the fatherless. You know what I go through. We stand in it together, sis. God got you. I promise. And your pain is raw. And it's okay. It's okay, sis. He got you, though. Every He is the am I am. Everything that you need, he is. Cynthia, um, this is Prosperous Pam. I'm your sister as well. I just want to let you know. I just wanted to just speak something to you and that is as he heals you I, I'm in agreement with you that God is you're, you will be healed and as you're healed you'll come to find out and I, I I've been through um, not a situation like yours but similar like we're all talking about on this call and as he grows you and heals you he'll bring things to your your um, mind like wow if he didn't have me who would pray for this family he puts certain people in certain families for different reasons for assignments that's what I've learned too instead of like, because I've been through the part point two where I'm like, well, who are these people? You know, and where God has healed me, He's worked on healing me too. And um, after that, I was able to grow into really praying the forgiveness part and then praying. So I know I'm throwing a lot out at you, but I'm just in agreement that you will get through this. You will get through this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, this is Natasha. I just want to add it. I, I can literally feel my heart pounding as I uh, started to to speak. But what um, dropped in my spirit is a, a couple of things. I know for me personally, as I've um, kind of reflected on my journey and realizing coming from a small family, I held on to families and friendships really, really tightly and maybe overly so to the point where I think maybe I was closed off to other other relationships and so I've come to realize that one you got to be open and I literally just had a conversation with my husband yesterday and we were talking about family and some of the challenges with family and um, we talked about how sometimes you family is not always just those we are connected to genetically you know we have an opportunity to um, make new family which reminded me of a, a saying I saw that, you know, the, this home, this earth is, is that God created is one place, and, and we are all citizens of it. And the truth be told, we are all one people and all one family. And I think that part of it is how we look at it and open in our minds and seeing that family extends beyond um, just the bloodline, so to speak. Um, and so. Hopefully that brings you some comfort, Cynthia, and knowing all this declare victory that is that is here for you and wants to to love on you, um, and being open to that. And one last thing I'll say for me, I also had to realize too that sometimes I had to let go of my frustration and disappointment about what was, and going through the hurt is real. I mean, we have to go through the pain. There's no way, there's no way around it, right? It, it's part of the 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 process. But realizing for myself that I had to let go of my disappointment over the way I thought it was supposed to be, because I thought something was supposed to be this way, or I wanted it to be that way, and just accept this is what it is, and this is the journey that God has taken us through, um, and the pain is part of it, but there's beauty for ashes, so just know that, and know that you are loved. That's it. I'm on it. <laughs> Hey, this is Lisa. I just want to reiterate what Tosh just said because I was thinking it, so I just want to say it the way God gave it to me. Um, 
first, the latter part of what she was saying, it's about, and we say it all the time, but it's so true, releasing people of unrealistic expectations. That's what Dion had said. We've been talking about that for so long that people can't give you what they don't have the capacity to give. And thank God that we're getting it in spite of their lack. So I also want to say, ditto Tasha, um, that um, oftentimes it really is a trick of the enemy. And I think that's what we're talking about today with the ability to decide that we don't look at what we don't have because it will keep us looking in the rearview mirror and it will prevent us from going forward and looking at the now, which is all we have today, which is a gift. It is the present of what God has given us. And if we're focusing on what we missed and what we don't have, we will miss what we have right now. And we will miss the blessings. And I think it's a real, real attempt. We are not ignorant of Satan's devices. It is a real attempt. It's not denying or negating the pain, but it's a real attempt of the enemy to block us from getting what God has put it right there in front of us. And if we're not careful, the pain of the past will jack up our present and in an intention to destroy our future. Right, that's his whole game. Steal, kill, and destroy. He is relentless. He does not give up, <laughs> and he don't change. He don't change. That's his modem modem operandi. He is going to be consistent mm-hmm. in it. You can count on that. Even though he's lying, mm-hmm. he's still going to be consistent and always trying to get us distracted and detoured. And if we're so caught up in the past and that pain of the past, we're going to miss the beautiful people that God puts in our lives right now to be there, to help hold up our arms, to strengthen us, to help us to receive the love that we didn't get, because right now is really what matters. And truth be told, it's about our destiny and completing that assignment that has already been written of us in his book. So all this just kind of comes together, Cynthia. Thank you for opening up your mouth and being honest about it. Because some people are right where you are and won't say a word and haven't even dealt with the pain of the past to that extent. Mm-hmm. But don't miss today, dear, because you got people around you that love you, that are pouring into you, that will fight for you, <laughs> that have been real covering long. you. And you just heard a cloud of witnesses on this call. I hear you. And it shows how much God loves you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I I wanted to, um, I I not wanted to, I had to release it and let you guys know um, how I'm feeling because I've been holding this for 55. And my mom, and I'm uh, like, like Pastor Dion said, like Lisa said, I'm, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to learn how to do it, do that. But I could never talk. God has always brought me to somebody, church people to talk to. I have never, never, never talked to them. They don't know anything about my rape, nothing. I'm free from that, but they don't know nothing like that. They don't know. I mean, and it started in the house when I was probably between the age of six, eight. When my brother did, it started in the house, and but I, I, I kept everything to myself because when something had happened to me, and when I didn't have nobody to talk to at the house, I went to the school, and when the school came, and it was more like they heard me, but it, it they didn't listen. It was like it was like nobody listened to me. It, so I kept it all inside. 
I said, because nobody's listening to me. So I kept it all inside. And I'm like, so I never went to my family. I never, they wasn't there for me. It was always, I was always in church. I I was always, I kept, stayed in church. I stayed in church because that's all I need, knew, need, knew to do. I didn't know I needed to open up the word. I didn't know I needed to pray. I'm getting it now. Thank God. But I, I needed to release this so I can learn how to go on. And I've been sharing it a little bit with Lisa, and she's been helping me. But I need to let go because what I'm learning now is when something is on you and you don't release it, it 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 it, 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 it brings you down. I'm, I know you guys understand what I'm saying. I understand what you mean. I was in the kitchen trying to get rid of the pain. I don't want you guys to get mad at me. I was gonna get mad at you, too. I was in the kitchen trying to get rid of the face and had a knife. <laughs> but, but I'm not gonna do that no more because I just want to get rid of the pain and I know I can do it with you guys' help. And I thank you guys for being here for me. I'm learning how to open up my mouth and I'm learning how to release how I feel. Thank you. I thank you guys for being there for me. And, and and this is for real, for real. This is the only call that I have I've been on Declare Victory where I can actually express myself and people actually listen to me. <laughs> hmm Yeah. Yeah. That 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 was really good, Tanya. Um real quick, Christina, you have something and then I'm gonna hand it to Kenya, we well, well, well past the hour, but it's necessary. Go ahead, Christina. Thank you. I just wanted to um, really quickly um, apologize to you, Cynthia, for not sending the picture. The spirit of rejection attacks your mind, so I apologize because I did not understand um, about that. But the Lord says for you, you need to have acceptance acceptance accept what you have and accept what you don't have accept his love accept his grace accept this family that he's given you because the blood of jesus is what connects us all okay it's not about Mm -hmm. dna it's not about dna acceptance for you walk in the acceptance of all god has for you And so, and that was it. And also, um, Dee Dee, I love you. And I just wanted to say that I love you. And I'm sorry. Going back on this. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna pray. Um, and I know it's far past the hour, and all of us got stuff to do. Um, um, but this, like Dion said, it was necessary. So I'm going to do, I'm going to be obedient. Um, oh my God. Sorry. Am I still there? You guys? Am I, hello? Yeah. Can you still hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to be obedient to what, what, to what I heard. Um, and we're going to pray today. And if there is anybody on the line, um, we're going to pray for healing, but if there's anybody on the line, that would like to activate the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray for that as well. And we're not going to spend a whole lot of time because the work has already been done. The The ground has been broken up. And I Hello. feel God's presence so strongly. 
um, that that um, at, in this moment, okay? And so um, you don't have to identify yourself or anything like that. Wait, um, real, just, real quick, um, before, oh, 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 before you proceed, somebody said hello. Who was that? I heard you right while she was talking. Who was that that just said hello? Were you trying to talk or were you just trying to make sure you were still on the call? Okay, go ahead, Karen. All right, so um, if you could double check your phones real quick and just make sure they're muted so that as we pray, um, there won't be any distractions. Um, this is what I was instructed to do. There is a sweet anointing in this sanctuary. There is a stillness in Oh, come lay down the burdens you have carried, for in this sanctuary, God is here. So, Father, we acknowledge your sweet presence this morning. We, we acknowledge you because you, you, you instructed us to do so. You've heard every word that was shared. You've seen every tear that was shed. And this morning, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for the healing bond that is being administered to every person that surrenders by physically lifting their hands or uh, opening their minds or whatever it is that they need to do to surrender. We thank you that we surrender our wills to you so that we can be healed. We thank you for helping us to release the grief that we have been experiencing over expectations of people and expectations of the lives that we thought we should have lived, not giving any consideration that you are in control of our lives and that it is already written of us what would take place. And so we release those unrealistic expectations over ourselves over what we thought should have happened, and over people who don't have the capacity to be what we think that they should be. We release right now in this moment, October the 6th, hallelujah, 2021 at 8.31 a.m., we release it all to you right now. We ask forgiveness for not trusting you, and not for and for not fully understanding that you are at work and not God again not trusting you for the process. But now we get it. And so as we move forward today with a new mind and we move forward intentionally by pausing and listening for the instructions that you have for us, we give you glory and honor in advance. And so Lord Jesus, there are people on the line this morning that want to activate the Holy Spirit, but they're afraid of the sound or they're afraid of what might happen or they're afraid of how they might be perceived. I come against all of those feelings and I ask in the name of Jesus that you would give them the mind to trust you to activate their language. 
Now, if you are on the line and you want to be I want to activate the Holy Spirit because, again, the Holy Spirit is already present. I want you to open your mouth and begin to speak the unknown language that you hear. And you don't have to take your phone off mute, but I want you to begin. I'm going to give you a few seconds. I'm going to give you a few seconds to do that. Begin as you're listening to my voice. Ask the Holy Spirit to manifest himself through you. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. Really simple. I want to be activated so that I can be that witness, not just here, but all over the world, wherever it is that you take me. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. And I want you to begin to allow your tongue, that whatever that feeling is, allow your tongue to move the way that the Holy Spirit is designating it right now. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. And so, Father, we thank you for the work that you've done. We thank you for those that have been obedient. We thank you for this amazing work that you've done here on this call. In the name of Jesus, we praise you and we give you thanks. Amen. Now, before we leave, before we leave, I just want to ask if there was anyone, if there was anyone um, that that, that received a language today, you received your language, is there anyone? Okay. All right, Deanna, I'm going to give it back to you to close it out officially. So with with that being said, um, I want us to get to a place where we understand that our heavenly language is not spooky, it's not creepy, it's not overly spiritual. It's a gift from God. Um, Holy Spirit is a gift from God. His only desire is that you win that you triumph in everything that you do, even when it looks like, feels like, and sometimes sounds like you're losing, I promise you, all things are working together for your good. All of it, even when you don't, I'm telling you, I'm not at liberty to share exactly what happened, Um, not yet, but I will um, when time permits. Um, yeah, um, that being said, I, I pray that something that was said today helped your elongated grief. Um, the, the things that have been holding you hostage to your history. And I pray that you have the courage to decide to go on and get to Jerusalem, honey, by all means necessary. Whatever your Jerusalem is, whatever your Judea is, whatever your Samaria is, I pray that you have the courage to show up and to show up knowing that Holy Spirit is right there in you. And you may not have the words. There are some of you that feel unctions to speak into lives of others, but you say to yourself, I'm not qualified. I don't have it all together yet. Listen, we don't have it all together. That's not a prerequisite for allowing Holy Spirit to operate through you, right? And and the sanctification process is not a, a quick and speedy thing. The healing is not a quick and speedy thing. It is just what we said it is. It's a process. And you've got to go through it to get to it. And you have to choose to do it on your own. He will not override your will. 
If you want to be healed today, tomorrow, the day after, listen, healing is your portion. The Holy Spirit is right there to lead you to that healing well, that well of salvation. Hello, that place we are not available never... now. Please call again. Thank you for your call. Enemy's so mad. He'd be so annoyed with us. I mean, he'd be tired of us. But I'm grateful that we have the ability not to be distracted. Come on. But to know without a shadow of a doubt. Listen, what a great day to have, y'all. Yes. And so so that being said, anybody else have anything? You got something, Lisa, you want to say before we go? No, I just wanted to bring that up. Given the fact that it is a fast day, it's an opportunity to silence that flesh and allow Holy Spirit to do that work that everything we've been talking about, and you know exactly what you need from him. This is a great topic to keep before him today as you are denying this flesh from the food that often clouds our judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we change my appetite. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, you guys, listen, I love you. I promise God loves you most. If you just have the courage to believe him and take him at his word, you got a distance to go. There's a Jerusalem waiting on you. There's a Judea waiting on you. There's a a Samaria waiting on you to make a decision to agree with the Holy Spirit and to be everything that he called you to be today with all of your imperfections, with all of your brokenness, with all of your damaged places, listen, he still desires to use you. I promise you, you ain't too far out there. You haven't done so much that God has not the capabilities of forgiving you. All you ever have to do is ask and know that grace and his grace specifically is sufficient for you if you are willing um, to be who he called you to be and stop trying to lord your own life. For some of us, he is savior. But the question you got to ask yourself is, is he Lord? So I love you guys. Have a wonderful day. We'll meet right back here at five o'clock. There is Archer Circle on tonight. And I'm not sure if prayer for the children is tonight. Um, I believe it is. Um, but either way, y'all got action at tonight. I love you all. Have a great day, and we will talk at five. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye. 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 Later, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.